So excited to welcome into the space a man addicted to history, both in and outside of the paranormal. He's an entrepreneur, a fashion designer, and the ringleader of the team uh, with his finger on the pulse of the who, what, where, when, and why of every case. He says he first encountered the paranormal as a young child after attending a funeral of a man lost to gun violence. I'll let him tell you about that. He's the co-host of the show Ghost Brothers, Haunted House Guests, which aired on Destination America on Discovery Channel and the host of the podcast, co-host of the podcast, Why They Haunt, Dalen Spratt. Welcome. Hey, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's Halloween, so, you know, this is like Christmas for us. It's a busy day for you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, not so much. I usually, Halloween, I have a two-year-old daughter now. So it's, it's kind of dedicated to her now. So a beautiful two-year-old daughter. I saw her on your Instagram. You've been truly blessed. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. So you're doing dad things. The ghost bros. <laughs> the ghost bros have to wait. <laughs> well, we so we we literally just had our Halloween weekend that we do every year in Savannah, Georgia. So we just got back yesterday from that. So we spent the past three or four days in Savannah dealing with all the ghostly things <laughs> that this city has to offer. So we had a good time out there. <laughs> That's your idea of fun. I love it. I love, right. love, love it. So your bio tells the story of you, and and I figure out it's better coming from you than me about how you actually remember seeing a ghost as a small child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we even get into all of that, like yes, I just want to let you and your you know, your listeners just understand a little bit about me. Like I wasn't that guy growing up that was into ghosts and scary <laughs> stuff like that. Like I didn't have a background in hunting ghosts. Like right, right. none of that. I didn't have the invisible friend. Like I promise y'all, I, I did. Into this. <laughs> Sorry, I like, didn't. I think I still do. But yeah, I, I get what you're right. saying. You're a regular guy, right? A regular. I was driving Uber. <laughs> wow. Okay. I started doing this, uh-huh. so you can trust me when I tell you my stories and when I tell you the things that I've seen since I've been doing this. I just want y'all to know that it comes from an honest place. I mean, were I'm you the ever guy the guy that, that was like, "No, that sounds crazy. That would never happen." No, you know what? And to be honest, my my theory growing up was I felt like playing the middle was the safest space because in everything I've ever ever heard was the people that believed in ghosts and aliens. Those were the people that saw them or the people right, that right, swore right, up right. And, right, or the people that swore up and down that they don't exist. Those are the people that see them. But I was like, the people that don't say nothing, <laughs> they never have to worry about bumping into <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that makes well, sense. I we played, manifest what we believe in, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I played the middle ground up again up until this opportunity was placed in my path. But the story that you're referring to that happened to me when I was a child, it's it's messed up. And I and, and my grandmother, rest her soul, she passed away last year. So y'all can't press charges on her. Rest now, in peace, Grandma. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't hold it against her now. But no, nah, so when I was seven years old, <laughs> she, she lives in a small West Texas town called McCamey, Texas. And I used to go there every summer, every spring break to visit my grandmother. And this is a small town. Literally everyone knows everyone. And I'll never forget this one particular break. I was down there 
and I had an older cousin, and she had a best friend. Her best friend was dating this guy. They got into a domestic dispute. Uh, he went to his car, got a gun, and he unfortunately shot her and himself. She survived. So my cousin's friend survived. The young man passed away. Again, this is a town where everyone knows everybody. Right. So my grandmother and her best friend decided to go to the funeral home for the wake to view the body of the young man. And, of course, they took me with them. Mm. I, I will never forget. I walked into this sanctuary of this church, and there was this lonely casket in the front of the church. No one else was in there. Me, my grandmother, and her friend. We walked up to the casket, and I'll never forget. He was laying there. He had on a white shirt, a gray jacket, and a thin black tie. And I remember asking my grandmother, like, I thought you said he shot himself. Like, I just remember him looking like there was no damage. And in my seven-year-old mind, if someone was to do that to themselves, it would just, like, every episode of Daffy Duck, when he shoots himself <laughs> in his field, he flies. You know what I'm saying? There's some type of Yeah, damage there's damage, right. Right. There. It's logical. There was none. Yeah. It, he, he was just perfectly, looked like he was asleep. And I remember asking my grandmama, I was like, Mama, I, well, I thought he hurt himself. And she was like, oh, baby, this funeral home does a great job. Just make sure I come here when it's my time. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. But then I never remember, i never forget, her friend asked me at seven years old, she was like, Dalen, have you ever touched a dead body? Wow. Like, what? what seven-year-old has touched what? a dead body? Wow. Right. Now, if I told you, yeah, like, yeah, I do this every Tuesday, like, you would have been, <laughs> been concerned. Right, <laughs> absolutely. But no. I'm just looking at this lady. This lady uh, grabs my hand and she puts it on the chest of this man lying in the castle. I'm seven. I'm seven. I look up at my grandmother like, first of all, you're too old to be hanging around bad influences. <laughs> like, who is this lady <laughs> that you have torturing me right now? But I... I jacked my hand away and I ran out the sanctuary screaming. And it wasn't until that night I was sleeping on my grandmother's couch and I woke up around two, three o'clock, which I know now is considered the witching hour. And when I woke up, I looked into the kitchen and literally standing in the door frame was that same young man with the same white shirt, skinny black tie, and gray suit jacket. And he was linked up against the wall staring at me and I just screamed to the top of my lungs. My grandmother runs in the room. She grabs me. All I could do was point. She looks into the kitchen and nobody's there. No one was there. But I remember vividly what I saw. And I've always just kept that memory with me. And I never really explored it because, you know, in the black community, we've always been taught that the only ghost you acknowledge is the Holy Ghost <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, right? And everything else is demonic or demons yeah, or yeah. the devil. So I just suppressed that thought. But I mean, yeah, people now, must have told you you were dreaming, you were mistaken, it was a shadow. Or what are the course. other things they say? You're, you're just scared. Of course, everything that you could think of, cut the light on, oh, you just saw the refrigerator. Right. Or you just, you're, you were dreaming, or this, that, and the third. But now here I am, you know, years later, six, seven, eight years into doing what I've been doing in the paranormal, 
I know what an attachment is. I know what an apparition is. I know how they can thrive off of fear and energy. Like, so now I know the reasoning behind what I thought I saw that night. You know what I mean? So okay. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Like, and, it's and, and, in, and in between being seven and the past seven years, you went back to guy, guy who drives an Uber, guy who thinks, eh, well, if you, if you think that's going to happen, then it's going to happen. But not exactly. to regular folks. And that's where you were until you, until you weren't, until you got involved with, um, the, I guess, the career, the path you have now. But just the way you were talking right now when you described what you know now, uh, first of all, I never knew two and three in the morning is the witching hour. Why didn't I know that? Yeah. I guess I'm yeah, not witching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess You're I'm right. not witching. Right. But, but, I mean, the way you described it, it sounds like now you take it for granted that spirits, ghosts, entities are real. You're talking about an apparition versus, you know, what would feed that. I mean, it sounds like you don't even, you don't question it now? No, uh, 100%. I've seen too much in the past eight years to ever have any doubt and again i was the guy i was your uber driver <laughs> like i didn't go to school for this i'm not this overly religious zealot the person that's like you know what i mean i i i, I grew up in the church my mother's a pastor i have a deep-rooted christian faith i believe in god but that's where it stopped like the exploration of afterlife was never a, a passion of mine an interest of mine I was working behind the scenes in television doing wardrobe at the time. Monique, the comedian, she had a talk show in Atlanta uh, a couple years or years back. And me and my partner who's on the show, Jawan, we were both working wardrobe for Monique's show behind the scenes. So we're watching them make television every single day. We were roommates at the time. We went to college together. We were frat brothers. We were line brothers. So this is my right-hand man. So I literally wake up in the middle of the night one night and on television was one of the white ghost hunting shows and it dropped on me like a ton of bricks. I was like, man, I've never seen black folks even attempt to do anything like this before. Mm. And I was just curious. Yeah, that was that was that was the fleeting thought that I had. <laughs> and then I woke up that morning and I was like, dang, I've never seen black folks hunt ghosts. And I was like, I bet it would be a totally different experience than white people. Like, we react different. We're more animated. <laughs> we have a different rooted sense of religion. In fact, like, it's all of these differences that I felt like would showcase through black people exploring something so taboo. So I literally went online and I Googled and searched for black ghost hunters. I found a list on Facebook of like a thousand paranormal organizations across the country i sent the same message to every single one of them hey i'm interested in finding more african americans that are invested in the paranormal like myself do you have anyone in your group or know any black ghost hunters when i tell you every message i got back was black ghost hunter <laughs> what is that <laughs> like, who, who knows any of those <laughs> like nobody there wasn't any. And so us literally filming, watching them film the Monique show every single day, we got a sense of how a TV show was made. So me and my roommate went on Craigslist, put an ad out, found a guy with a camera, took him to Savannah, Georgia, and shot a three-minute video of us running around Savannah 
looking for ghosts <laughs> with nothing but a flashlight. Wow. And we edited it, edited it and put it on YouTube. And when I tell you the way God works, I know it's a long story, but it's coming full circle. The way God works, five years later, a network is looking for black ghost hunters, and they ran into the same problem. They couldn't find any. All they could find was the one little video that we had put on YouTube five years earlier. <laughs> and they asked, out the blue, are you, they called us, and they was like, hey, we found your video. Are you professional ghost hunters? <laughs> we had only we had only did it one and a, one time <laughs> five <laughs> years earlier on YouTube, but you know, black folks, we see an opportunity, we gonna capitalize on. Mm -hmm. it. So I, I immediately told them, yes, I'm a professional. And next thing you know, we got our own TV show. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, what is a professional ghost hunter anyway? Like, what are the qualifications? You have a PhD in you know spirits. I mean, that uh, to me, it seems right. Fair game. If someone asks me if I'm a professional ghost hunter and there's an opportunity attached, why wouldn't I say yes? Yeah, you would at least have to have done it more than once, though. Mm, <laughs> well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd be taking a crash course. Uh, well, right. yeah, I mean, this is just fascinating. Um, when we come forward... I want to talk to you, uh, Dale and Sprout, about, you know, what does that actually mean? And obviously you've learned a lot along the way because I, I think I've learned three or four things I didn't know just in 18 minutes of talking to you or 14 minutes of talking to you. And I actually am interested in the paranormal. It's uh, something not just for Halloween uh, for me because I think... There is so much we don't know about consciousness and the human spirit and the afterlife that uh, it doesn't make sense to slam the door on an area that neither science, religion, or history has given us all the answers to. That's what we're doing today. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come when we forward, come forward includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. power. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, indeed. We appreciate you. We're talking with um, Dale and Sprout. Uh, He's the co-star of the show, Ghost Brothers, Haunted House Guest. He's got a podcast, got a huge online presence. Folks are uh, talking about you in the YouTube chat uh, right now, Dale. And, <laughs> and, uh, okay. and one of the questions is like, um, what do ghosts do during the day? Like people always see them at night. What is what? What about during the day? During the day, yeah. So you know what's interesting? So I uh, on my YouTube channel, I tested that theory out. Uh, in between seasons of our show, I decided to try to figure out what I could be doing to just keep people interested in the paranormal. So I was like, why not go to graveyards during the day to dispel the rumor that you have to be at nighttime. And if, if there's ghosts anywhere, they would be, I feel like, at a graveyard. And uh, we have what's called a spirit box. And what it does is essentially it scans the radio and it allows if a spirit wants to talk to you to use radio frequencies to get a message out to you in short. And, yeah, I go to graveyards during the day and I use a spirit box and we really have literal conversations with spirits. And it seems like <laughs> they just hang around. And you know what I mean? A lot of them are, you know, sadly, it seems like are trapped in the, in, the, in the same mindset or mind frame of when they passed away. Like, I've been to cemeteries that, where someone has passed in the 1800s, 
where they brought up my color, my race, asked me, can I read? <laughs> like, it, 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 it's interesting. Mm, and that is it's, interesting. It's supernatural interest, yeah. Can you read? Okay, so... Right. <laughs> because you're saying they're talking to you from the perspective of whatever era they're communicating they with from. you from, right? Exactly, um, exactly. You know, what is, I mean... <laughs> What is a professional uh, ghost hunter versus you? Are you, you know, like, do you feel like you're professional now? Have you studied, got skills, and, and what and what does that consist of anyway? Being a professional. Yeah, and, and to be honest, people in the paranormal world they they hate the word professional. But professional usually is just attributed to someone who probably that has a television show. <laughs> okay. Like, in all honesty, but in real life, it's just someone that has the experience that's put in the the hours, the days, the years into investigating the paranormal, uh, who do it often and who seek out answers. You know what I'm saying? Someone that's just not out here playing, but right. just really out here trying to move forward with the culture. And, uh, yeah, I would consider myself a professional now just because, yeah, I've been doing it for so long. I've been to, you know, all the hot spot places. I put myself in situations that most people have it. But, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. Um, so let's let's talk about, uh, you know, give me an example. You, We said paranormal, ghost stories, urban legends. So let's distinguish between those. Give me an example of what paranormal activity is. Okay, paranormal activity, uh, it could be something as simple as, let's say, you see a shadow figure. So you've all been in a house before, been in a room before, and you, out the corner of your eye, you think you see something move, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something maybe move in the wall or something. That's a shadow figure. Or uh, an apparition is an actual ghost. So people that feel like they see, like, with a person that looks just like you or me, so not a shadow, not see-through, that's an apparition. Uh, doors opening and closing, windows opening, sounds being heard, footsteps, uh, feeling like you've been touched. All of those are considered paranormal activity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. So all the typical ghost thing, ghostly things that you would imagine would be considered paranormal activity. As opposed to a ghost story, how is that different? I mean, it sounds like stories about paranormal activity. Exactly, exactly. A ghost story is either something that's made up or something that you've experienced. And <laughs> nine times out of ten, like most people have an unexplainable story that's happened to them. And like I said, for most black folks, it's always been taboo to talk about spiritual side of things in that way. Yeah, for so sure. What, what I found. Yeah, but what I found since I've been doing this, I get pulled to the side so often, <laughs> and it's always the same thing. I get that look around. It's like, I think my uncle Tony is in my basement still. <laughs> like everybody has. <laughs> wow. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Yeah, we just right. We we only tell it at certain times. Um, uh, pretty brown. Uh, what is it? Pretty Brown Mimi in, in YouTube says, Ouija boards, tarot cards, some p people are into all of that, but I don't dabble into the occult. You can pull up spirits, good and bad. It's not for me. I'm sure you get that from a lot of black folks, too. Oh, all the time. All the time. And again, my mother, mind you, is a pastor. She's been a head pastor of our church for over 30 years. So, like, I came from that. So I get that from my family, friends, but I had to just let people understand, like, 
I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me asking questions. I've spent my whole life being indoctrined to believe, you know what I'm saying, one certain thing. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I feel like I have the right to ask questions and seek out answers for myself. And in doing so, yeah, it's just opened up my mind to a lot. It's, it's actually giving me more, more answers to ask or more questions to ask. Okay, so I don't we, feel like it affects my religion, my connection to God, though, at all. Okay, so we, um, uh, uh, Tara L- Lane says, Tara Lane says, uh, love, Ghost Brothers, we need more episodes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We just got about a minute and a half here till news, traffic and sports. But so maybe this is an easy question, but can you give me an example of an urban legend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban legends are the things that happen in your town that the, the, the story that everyone's always talk about. Like the, hey, don't go over that bridge late at night because you might hear a, a lady screaming. And if you stop, you know what I mean? She might capture you or the (laughs) don't park your car on those railroad tracks because somebody might, the ghost might try to push your car off those railroad tracks. It's all of these little ghost stories that the town has that no one has ever really proven to be true. (laughs) But just like the allure of the story has just grown so large that people just believe it. So like your Candyman's or your Bloody Mary's <laughs> and all those type of stories. So, and So you think those are not real or you think they are real or maybe they are maybe they're not? I feel like everything has a little bit of truth to it. So the urban legend of you driving over Crybaby Bridge where a woman supposedly threw her baby off the bridge and if you stop because you hear a baby crying, she will then kill you. Do I feel like that's true? No. But do I feel like maybe a hundred years ago, a woman did maybe throw her baby off the bridge. And now this story just has just grown over time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So like those are urban legends. I'm going to get, uh, yeah, we go a little deeper with the whole ghosts versus ancestors being haunted houses right. and all that good stuff when we come forward. Dalen Spratt is my guest. He is the co-star of the show, Ghost Bro- Brothers, Haunted House Guest, and he's got a podcast and much more. It's KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Ashwin. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. The podcast is Why They Haunt. And, of course, you can find uh, Dalen Spratt on all the social media under Dalen Spratt. Um, Before news, traffic, and sports, we were talking about, you know, this idea of ghosts uh, and ancestors. And that's some of the conversations that's going going on right now in the KBLA chat. you know, people think, as you said, people think of, of, of dabbling in the demonic. Um, but when we talk about our ancestors, we talk about staying connected to them, whether that's through our DNA or whether it's through some kind of spiritual religious um, scenario. How, do you make that distinction? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When we first started doing the show Ghost Brothers, um, the very first season, mind you, this is, you know, the first, second, third time we've ever really investigated. But the network was picking locations for us to investigate for the show. So we didn't have any hand in that. So it was like the first place was um, we went to uh, a stop on the Underground Railroad. 
and which was interesting. We had an experience there. And then the next one was a plantation in the South. In okay, Louisiana. I saw that. Like, why? Yeah, like right, right there. That I'm not trying to go talk to those ghosts. Right. But see, but see, you know what? That's the initial thought, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had to really sit down and think. <clears throat> we was like, everybody that's ever came to this notorious plantation has been white. That's done investigations. And they've always told the story that it's the ghost of these enslaved people that are just haunting this plantation. And when we went there, we were able to come with the lens and the perspective of black people doing an investigation. So we were able to unravel and unearth the history behind what was really going on at this plantation, which all fell back to hoodoo, which was a religion that they practiced in Africa. So when they brought over these uh, people and enslaved them at this plantation, you got to realize they had no type of safety, no type of protection, no weapons, nothing. All they had was their faith and their religion. So they had a hoodoo priestess that was over the plantation. And her job was if you had an issue, she would pray for you. You would give her an artifact and she would pray over it and bury it around the plantation. And that was supposed to be your protection from the overseer, the master. So that's where it all was rooted from. Right. So, I you mean, just for the record, hoodoo or voodoo, those are, those are Americanizations or syncretizations of traditional African religions. And yeah, they, they are practiced throughout the South. But so you're saying you got a totally different spin on it. Uh, which goes back to that question, the difference between a, an ancestor and a ghost. Or my dad, uh, Mary Baraka, the poet, used to say, be a spirit, don't be no ghost. <laughs> right, 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 right. If you open yourself up to the understanding of who you're talking to and realize that ghosts are genuinely just people, too, they once were people, too. So if you have three black guys on a plantation with people that had some of the worst things happen to them, but now they're looking at you being the boss, essentially, and your people following you with, with cameras and showing you, like, the energy that we felt was more of a loving, welcoming, as opposed to what everyone else felt of being pushed away. Mm. The spirits were being playful. Like, it was a totally different experience. When you, um, tell me about the, the Underground Railroad uh, experience. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so uh, this is a place that we, uh, that we, I think it was in Dresden, Ohio, maybe. It was somewhere we were at. It was one of the first places that we went to. And uh, yeah, it was a family back in the day that they allowed their home to be a stop on the Underground Railroad. So enslaved people, as they're escaping up north for their freedom, they would stop there. So all throughout this old home, they had like, um, like hubbies, like hiding coves in the basement under the bedroom with trap doors to where, you know what I mean? If someone came, they, they could potentially try to escape in and out. And, uh, yeah, we had interactions with they what they believed to be uh, a young boy that was enslaved that was that ended up passing away there as he was along the Underground Railroad. So it's just more so very interesting to hear these stories of those that did pass away. Even if you're not communicating directly with them, I mean, you're still showing remembering. Right. Um, yeah. Everybody that came before you. So that's a connection of history with the paranormal. I mean, because you're a history buff, right? 
you know what? I never was until I started doing this. Interesting. Until I started doing this. I never I wasn't I wasn't that school type of guy like history. I was always into English and writing. That's always been my strong point. History was horrible. I never really <laughs> wasn't my thing until until I was able to put a face onto these individual stories and you start to realize that even the greatest of greats are typically only remembered for a hundred years. Like you'll go to a cemetery and somebody's buried in 1895 and here we are in 2023 they're all overgrown there's trees there's weeds like you could tell no one's been here in a hundred years to see this person and it's like but that person had a full life (laughs) 200 years ago and no telling what they accomplished who they loved who they hated what they did what they didn't do i don't know everybody just has a story and i think that's interesting Mm. Should we be scared of ghosts? I, you know, I know people that are really into uh, the paranormal. They always say they can't harm you, but people that aren't into it are like, "Ah, oh, that's scary and terrible." Run! There's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. There, yeah, they definitely can. Like again, ghosts are and were people too. So just the way you had good people, you had bad people. Just the way you have angels, you have demons. Like the way you have light, you have dark. There are definitely negative things out there that you can't see that are and can't hurt you. Like possessions, I feel like are a hundred percent real. Really? So how you do you get I mean? rid of it? Like people, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I should Man, tell I that story on the, on the radio, but pe- people, you know, there's lots of people that believe they are haunted or that they're in haunted spaces. Uh, on my block, there is a house that everybody calls the haunted house. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, yeah. a pastor lives in it. But um, what do you do if you're haunted or if you have a haunted house or a ghost? Like, how do you get rid of it? Yeah, and a hundred percent, man. That's not my lane. <laughs> like, I don't, you just hunt them, you know. You know yeah, don't, don't, well, I, what happens if one follows you home from the show? That, that's, but okay, <laughs> let me tell you where I what I truly believe about that. Mm-hmm. I believe that my heart is so pure in what I'm doing and with my asking of questions. People always ask, "You're not afraid of attachments or something, or something coming home with you?" Nah, like I really believe that my belief in God outweighs my fear of an attachment. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't feel like I'm going to any of these situations with malice, any bad intentions. As long as I keep my intentions pure, which are genuinely just me just trying to have conversations with those that passed away. That's it. <laughs> but <laughs> like, you really believe I'm you're not- talking to these folks. I mean, the spirit machine thing that you have, you really believe that's you're t- able to talk I mean, to the dead. Right. Yeah. It's been proven factual <laughs> like i'm not i know i sound crazy it blows my mind too like i'm telling you i ain't trying to like the experience that i had last month i was at a cemetery here and i genuinely just stopped and i cut on my spirit box and i said is there anyone here that wants to talk to me it the box says turn around i turn to my right it says the other way I turn to the other way, and there's a grave of a young man named Hakeem Williams that passed away in 2022. I then Google Hakeem Williams as I'm sitting there, and the first thing that pops up is a change.org signature request that his mother posted. He was killed in prison in Valdosta State Prison last year. That's all that the article said. 
as I'm talking to Hakeem, what comes out the box, he says, I was set up. They destroyed the evidence. And it said that uh, the person that did it left. This is the things that came out of the box. I don't know nothing about this case. I post a video on YouTube. A day later, his mother and the mother of his child contact me crying telling me, oh, my God, I cannot believe the things that came out of that box. It was so spot on with his case that we know it was Hakeem talking. She said what happened was a security guard at the prison came in his cell, handcuffed him, and allowed his cellmate to stab him repeatedly until he passed away. Wow. The video, the video footage that they had was destroyed. And the woman quit and moved on to another job. So everything that came through that box was validated by this boy's mama and the mother of his child. Like, how can you even dispute that? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, where did that come from? Who am I talking to then? Hmm. When you say an attachment, you're talking about a ghost or spirit glomming on to you and staying with you. Is that what that means? Essentially following you around, going yeah. to where you are, following you to where you came So not from. being possessed, but just being like followed by, by an entity or a ghost. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Do you believe ha- houses do get haunted? Do you believe in haunted houses? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel like there's probably spiritual activity everywhere. You got to realize the earth's been here for what? 2000 some years longer people have probably that, passed yeah. away yeah <laughs> right as passed the people have passed away on every inch <laughs> of this space that we ground that we walked on there's right. houses built on burial grounds like a hundred percent yeah spiritual activity everywhere i think uh there there are african civilizations that are eight thousand plus years old anyways um I, I do want to talk right. to you about that because there's this when we come forward, there's this whole movement right now around black burial grounds and, and you know, re, um, reinterring people and honoring the dead, especially those black folks that have been buried in unmarked graves or in undignified ways um, all over this country. Love to hear your thoughts on that. When we come forward, we're talking with Dalen Spratt. Happy Halloween from KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima. We come forward. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. And I'm so, so excited to be talking on this Halloween with Dalen Spratt. He's the co-star of the show Ghost Brothers. Um, and he is an online, I guess, paranormal influencer is that is that a fair <laughs> assessment you can find him on youtube instagram it. you can find him everywhere you are um under dalen spratt so talking about this idea of you know um the paranormal ghosts uh what about the graveyards all these slave enslaved people graveyards and 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 black and indian indigenous burial grounds now coming into focus being found in all kinds of places and there's a movement to give some uh respect reburials kind of uh different uh, you know ways of honoring and uplifting these departed ancestors what are your thoughts on that uh it's i'm very glad you asked me that because that's like a little 
baby project that I've been trying to get the ball rolling on. Because out here in uh, Marietta, Georgia, there's the Marietta Confederate Cemetery. So this is a cemetery that's full of Confederate soldiers from every southern state that fought and died, right? So there's thousands of them. But smack dab in the middle, there are 13 graves of enslaved people that are unnamed, but and then they're not even marked correctly. They just have like a little rock with a, a with a little flag that like not like a real flag, but like a little you know the little pink marker flag that just lets you know that something's here. Yeah, <laughs> they had that there, and then there's a plaque, and the plaque to me was so disrespectful because it 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 has the name of the woman who essentially owned the slaves wow. on this plaque. But no name, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, it like it was like here lies uh, the slaves of Miss Margaret Johnson Mary. So wow. like you don't have any. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's yeah. I just feel like those thirteen. Now see that gave me chills of, right there. That's terrible. And they're right? and they're buried surrounded by Confederate soldiers. Confederate soldiers in the Ooh, Lord. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And at the least you could do is give them proper headstones. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the least that we could do for them 13 people. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, what, I mean, and I hope that, you know, if anything I can do with that baby project, I'd love to uh, assist with that in yeah, elevating some of our sure. departed ancestors who have done, you know, had terribly difficult lives. What do you think it would do to give them a better burial? How, how, what, what's vibrationally or from a paranormal perspective, what would that do? Honestly, I feel like it's just showing the respect. I feel like that's all that it takes. Like, people just want to be remembered. And they already had a life hard enough as it was and to be buried in a place with just not even a headstone, you know what I'm saying, a marker, something that's just significant, that, signific- that, sig- that signifies everything that they went through. And I think, honestly, and not even say that they're tormented where they are now, but just to know that they would know, I feel like is is good enough. You right. know what I'm saying? Even like, if they're in heaven, which we're going to assume they are. It, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like that would give them a smile, <laughs> even right. for a brief moment. So, do, do you care. agree with this idea? Like, say their names when we talk about, you know, whether it's people killed by police or people um, just remembering people's names. That if you say their name, they don't they don't die in a sense in in our world that that they are remembered. A hundred percent. Because and I, and I, this is going to be the third time I've said it, but I truly believe it. Like skin, spirits, and ghosts are and were people too, and people lose sight of that. Like it's not when they pass away they were no more or never here. They are still that person. And I think once you realize that energy literally just transfers. Like if you just knew that your grandmama was still around here, you would still refer to her as such. <laughs> you wouldn't treat it as this distant thought. If you just knew that she could for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, hear and potentially see you, you would treat it totally different. And you believe that? I 100% believe. I'm not saying you can talk to everybody that's passed away. I don't know the rules and regulations and guidelines. (laughs) (laughs) You have to talk to God about that, right? (laughs) Yeah. But I just have been in too many circumstances that I I have been in communication with someone that I cannot see. Mm. 
Some final thoughts from Dalen Spratt when we come forward on your Halloween Tuesday, your Talking Point Tuesday, uh, before we pass the microphone to Tavis Smiley. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominique right now. DePrima on First Things First. Dalen Spratt, Ghost Brothers, Why They Haunt. How can we find your podcast? How can we find your television show? How can we find your postings and thoughts uh, and continue this conversation? Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the Internet. So mm-hmm. YouTube is my is my primary source of communication and interaction. I drop a video every single day, and that's under my name, Dalen Spratt, and uh, Instagram, Dalen Spratt. But if you're interested in Ghost Brothers, you can watch our shows. We have like six shows on the Discovery Plus app and on Travel Channel. And uh, yeah, yeah. But just head on over to my YouTube channel, Dalen Spread. I literally drop content every single day. Wow, you're working hard every single day. Yeah. Uh, what about yes, what, yes. <laughs> what about scary? I actually don't like scary movies because. I'm a bit of a punk, and also I think real life is scary enough. But what about scary movies and costumes and all that? Does that do you think that stuff attracts ghostly negativity or demonic energy into our lives, or is it all in good fun? I mean, you know, some people believe that, and again, I think it all goes into intention. Like, if your intentions aren't in any of that, and just to be entertained, like, no, I don't think you watching The Conjuring is going to bring a demon into your house. (laughs) Not at all. Like, no, no, no. If a demon comes in your house after watching The Conjuring, I guarantee you that demon was there before you started that movie. (laughs) So is there anything, uh, any, any last words for us, anything you would want us to avoid or maybe embrace that we haven't thought about when it comes to the paranormal, the urban legend, the ghost story? Yeah, yeah. I just want our people and everybody in general just to be more open-minded. Like, I'm not telling you to change the way you think, but just don't be so closed-minded. You never know what's really out there. Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, <laughs> lostness, monsters, mermaids. Who knows? <laughs> but don't just be so quick to shut off the idea that all of this stuff is bogus. Because you might be surprised. Yeah, and, and it does seem to have a particular resonance to me. I mean, when you t- whether it's an ancestor or a ghost or a spirit that we as black people have been the most cut off from our history and our and our ancestral right. lineage of any group of people in the world. And so it makes right. sense that we would open our minds. Exactly, exactly. Well, Dalen Spratt, thank you for joining us on this Halloween. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. I had a great time. Great question. Thank you. Much continued success to you. You know Tavis Smiley is next, and we got a, an amazing lineup of shows all day long from Ariva Martin in Afternoon Drive to D.L. Hughley uh, at 2 o'clock. All, all great, great stuff coming up for you. The quotes are back by popular demand. Today I'm quoting my father, Amiri Baraka, a.k.a. Leroy Jones, when he said, Be a spirit. Don't be no ghost. <laughs> uh, check us out on all the social medias. KBLA Talk 1580. Find me at DePrima Radio. History is now, and we are making it together. Until tomorrow, one love.